On the show, the Redbacks were front page of the papers last week, but for reasons not attached to cricket. We chat to a Racing.com specialist ahead of the big Melbourne Cup. And I have some disturbing developments from our local cricket field. That's all coming up next, oh dear, on another edition of the Press Box. Yes, we are back again for the press box. Just the three of us today. Dale Fletcher, I see Jace Kemp over there. Sam Tuggle is here as well. We are all ready to get stuck in another big week of sport, boys. Good to see you again. It's good to be back. Jeez, what a week coming up too. Ooh. If you like the horses, this is the week of weeks. Uh, Giddy up. Spring carnival fully loaded. <laughs> and we're going to be chatting. <laughs> Giddy up. Um, <laughs> we're chatting to a mate as well uh, coming up who's going to give us a bit of a hot tip of who yes. he likes. Oh. Where's Hutto? Hutto? I don't know where he's where's actually. Hutto? He's working for the Inner Sanctum, I believe. Ah. We're doing well, what? A, a day job. Yeah. Yeah, actually doing work. The Inner Sanctum of Sport. Yeah. <laughs> Proudly brought to you by the Inner Sanctum. Correct. Uh, uh, yeah, well, do we still say that at the top of the shows? Yeah, look, probably some piece of homework <laughs> that I should be doing and I just don't. We don't, I just said it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we just play that clip at the start of every single podcast. The Inner Sanctum of Sport. Was that enough? Yeah. Surely Hutto's happy with that. On you 20 years ago, we were going to get sponsored. There must be some exclusive pieces working on it for him not to be. Oh, I know. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, well, well, we'll find out what that is. <laughs> Go to the Intersanctum of Sport to find out. <laughs> hey, big show we're going to get through yes. today. As Jace mentioned, we got the Melbourne Cup to preview on Tuesday next week. So I reckon this is my favourite sport. I, I, I like, you reckon? I like football. Sport of kings. I like cricket. <laughs> I like tennis. He thinks. Tennis? But I reckon. I reckon. Are you a tennis man? Not really, but, <laughs> but I, I reckon racing is my favourite. I watch so much racing. And, jeez, uh, yeah, it's, you know, Derby Day. Mm. We've got the, the Cup on Tuesday. Mm. We've got Stakes Day, uh, Oaks. Oaks Day. Mm. You know, it's just the dream come true. It's yeah. a dream come true. It is pretty good. So yeah, you've especially, got a special- especially if you can pick a few winners. Do <laughs> 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 we have any money left for Cup Day no, or will it all go on uh, Derby Day? Oh, I've, been to, I've been to both before. And, um, and geez, I'll tell you what, if you're not having a winning day on Derby Day, you're, uh, you find yourself in a real deep hole <laughs> come Tuesday. <laughs> so to <laughs> gamble responsibly. That's right. So to help us out with that, we've got a guest from uh, Racing.com over in uh, Victoria. Yes. Timmy Aitman. How good. Former Channel 7 in Adelaide. That, that sound effect can bugger off now. Um, now, uh, <laughs> that's, um, that's, uh, that's going to be really good. That's coming up in about uh, 20, 30 minutes time on the show. Um, but we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the marathon that uh, Dale's got planned. Yes. We mentioned it a little bit last week. Yes. So oh, we have the, some official the, the, plans. The, the whole marathon uh, map's changed. Yes, the so whole thing. So I'm going to reveal the map uh, this week. And Jace is going to sort us out with all the socials and stuff over the next uh, couple of days. So it's all rebranded. <laughs> it's all going to get rebranded. It's all redone. If Jace remembers the password. Jace has an integral part to play. <laughs> so we'll get to that later on in the show. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like opening a safe. Who's got a combination? There's $40 million in this safe. But you don't know the combination. <laughs> so that, that is a crucial part to this going ahead. And I hope it works. Um, but before we go anywhere else, because yes. we've got some serious topics to get to at some point point in the show. I have received some mail this week, oh, which is mail. always fun. Sam's mailbag, like the footy uh, show. Yeah, well, well <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's just as good as Sam's mailbag. This, um, this has come to me from an anonymous source, oh, which is always, always exciting. Oh. So, so we're throwing, we're throwing oh, it's under a me. It's got to be me. It's throwing Kempi under the bus again. Well, it's an anonymous source. It's coming from <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's going to be at one of you. 
It's aimed at one of you. Oh. And um and and it's coming from the year two thousand and two. Well, oh, it's not dear. me then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So it's Dale Fletcher I'm looking at here. What are we talking about? This is salt and pepper. What, 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 what are we thinking about I, here? What I I got myself a package <laughs> received in the mail, and it, and and I opened it up, <laughs> and it had a CD in it. CD. A CD. Now I've never I haven't seen wow. one of those little plastic flip mm. cases in like ten years. CD. But there was a CD in it. Yes. And on it, it read this: <laughs> Media Training Center. Today's oh, creative shit. media learning and solutions. <laughs> media training introductory radio course, term two, 2002, Dale Fletcher. Oh, Here shit. it is. Here is the CD. Now, Where did you get that? Now, I'm, I'm- Is that on eBay? Or well, look, the- here's the thing. I'm staggered. <laughs> How much would that be selling for? On e- is that on eBay? <laughs> I'm staggered. <laughs> was it, well, probably um, they were selling it as a uh, beer coaster. It would, have been, it would have been Facebook Marketplace, you know, <laughs> that, that we click on where it's free. That's right. <laughs> it's a swap and sell. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's got a copy of your- your radio introductory course and clearly they, clearly they think oh, I should be on 5AA and sent it to you so one I've of your got work it. mates maybe <laughs> now have you now uh, can I ask you up front do you have a copy of this no, no I do now can you just <laughs> well, brought it here so, you look at, so you, obviously you can't play it but I've already clipped, I've already recorded it of course and clipped you have. up bits of course so we're going to be releasing some I'm looking forward to this can I can oh, I tell you already <laughs> it is better than the Fletch tapes no wow. it can't be because the a, Fletch tapes was a joke that's a big call. Dale Fletcher, you're a joke. What a, they weren't a joke. They just went for four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was, was some okay gear in that, but this this is better. Great gear. This is this is just better because it's Dale, I think, unintentionally. He's trying to be really good at being like a, 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 a desk jockey on radio. Okay. A desk what jockey? Sort of, what sort of, what like is it a desk? You work in radio, Sam. You yep. know what it is. So, you know what it takes yeah, the for a good radio show yep. to be coherent, yep. to be um, coherent? So interesting, so to, be, to, to enunciate correctly. Yep. You know what it takes. Yeah, so, so there's, a, there's a craft, right? Exactly. And now, I'm no expert. I'm, 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 a, I'm a newbie to the, to the game anyway. I've only been in it for four years. But really, when, when you go on radio- <laughs> you just drops that. four years. <laughs> Oh, that's not very long. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that do it better. Um, there is one thing that you need to do when you're on radio, and that's sound natural. Sound like you're not reading. Unfortunately, <laughs> it sounded like your whole thing was scripted, and you're sitting there reading word for word. Probably. So, that, so I have clipped up the first oh, two minutes. Yeah. Two, two, two minutes. Two minutes. I have listened to two minutes, and I've clipped it up. And there is some, and there's nothing you, left. You throw to some music. You do a little bit of a, a, a sort of a couple of a station sweeper. IDs. There's a sweeper. Cu- yeah, there's a couple of them. Yes. There's a couple of songs. Yeah. I remember Shit, that, mate. This it's a journey. So here it is. I'm going to chuck it into the into the CD player here. Here we go. That's how old this is. Dale Fletcher with MTCFM weather. A good day in store for tomorrow with south to southwest winds. Should be a fine and pleasant 19 degrees. Currently it's 12 degrees in the city. Now for another hour of the best of the 80s, 90s and new stuff. MTCFM 97.3. <laughs> MTCFM 97.3. Coming up, we have Coldplay, REM, and we'll hear from Mandy Moore. Still cool in the city, but a fine day for tomorrow. Currently 11 degrees. On the only station playing the best of the 80s, 90s, and new stuff, MTCFM 97.3. 
MTCFM 97.3, the best of the 80s, 90s and new stuff. And that was bad English with When I See You Smile. Before that, we heard the Doobie Brothers and the Divinals. It's 20 past four. Now there's a new way to spend your Sunday evenings with a quiet storm on NTCFM. For the best in new age and contemporary jazz from around the world, open your mind to the unique sound of the quiet storm. Sunday nights from seven on MTCFM. It's a fact that when you ensure you need to get the best possible back. things that you do. MTCFM 97.3, 26 to 5. Dale Fletcher with you on this Monday afternoon. Click on mtcfm.com.au for the latest music news, reviews, concert info and exclusive web-only contests. This week you could win Ronan Keating concert tickets just by telling us why you deserve to be there. The best begging wins. We're on air in Adelaide and online around the world. The best of the 80s, 90s and new stuff. MTCFM 97. Oh my word! Wow. <laughs> Best begging wins. <laughs> well, that's that's um, oh. what happens, I suppose. Ronan Keating tickets. Well, that's uh, that's Ooh. sensational. Jeez, I, 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 I just want to pocket them myself. Doing a bit of the weather as well. <laughs> it's Eleven degrees. It's Twenty it? minutes after four. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so formal. <laughs> How are yeah. you? So, so please step us into this yes. little room when Take you were doing back. this demo. How did this all happen? <laughs> There's well, more to come in the coming weeks, by the way. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I'm thrilled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was on uh, it was a radio school. It was on North Terrace, somewhere mm-hmm. down, um, an extension of North Terrace. I remember it was a Monday Monday nights for about oh, 10, 12 weeks, I think it was, and then the... the, the the end of the whole um, end of the graduate to graduate or whatever yep. it is. Yep. To, um, there was twelve of us, and you had to do an hour of um, paneling a show with the songs. I just sit through all the songs and everything. So you actually had to sit there for an hour, actually and, do uh, the job. Yeah, and all the uh, lecturers were there looking at you and. Doing everything, and uh, that's, that's actually pretty probably cool. Probably why I sounded like I was shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually, so you play. I was actually so nine, I was nineteen then. Wow. Nineteen. So they take a recording, and then you get a grade. What yeah. sort of? Uh, oh. Are we with a high C's, low D? Where are we sitting? I, I, got, I, I remember getting the certificate, so I must have passed. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else got your CD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And they've sent it in to us. So oh, I'm going to clip up geez. the rest of that over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to hunt that person down. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. There's some, good. there's some better stuff coming too. Mate, uh, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw uh, a, um, a gauntlet to you, Tuggers. Oh, here we go. How about, how about you re-record it yep. as a radio I person? I smash that. He does that every day of the week. Me? No, what about oh, if I, I should do it? You're saying I should do a copy of it? No, I should you do want it. To do I it. should do it again. Right. Oh, rerun. Yes. I like that. Yeah, yeah let's let's do that I just want to hear uh, Mandy Moore again. <laughs> Give away more Ronan Keating tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. The best begging wins. Oh, fair. So that that's sounds better already. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that's good. In fact, if you want, because if you, if you really want to, because I'm stitching you up here, you could stitch me up. I could give you my demo tape from about five years ago. I did Sean Craig Murphy's radio course, oh. and I did his radio, and we had to do like just- a two-minute demo. What? Do you have a demo, Jace? You'd have a demo yeah, for TV gr- somewhere. Right, yeah, grassroots. I've got a demo. Yeah, yeah. we could yeah. all no, bring no, a demo. I've got throwing a, free to, coaches under the bus with printout. We could all bring I've got, back I've got our, a show rule. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a, a from 
five, six, ten years ago, and we're all just entering. Mm. We're all new to the business. That's that's the sort of raw stuff that mm. that's that's unfiltered that's the stuff that goes. I've got a TV show. That's right. Stays in <laughs> we unless you've got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unearthed. Uh, so we might do that in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get through Dale's ninety-three FM MTC FM. How good? Um, <laughs> let's get into uh, the stories <laughs> of the week, though. Uh, just you just put me on mix now. Yeah, that I've just stuck it straight on, mate. Exactly. You're ready. You're pro. Ben, ben Liam and Dale. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, can we get into the stories of the week, though? We might as well on the press box this week. And one of them is um, was was probably late last week, and it seemed like it was bizarre that this came across for me. It was front page of the paper, and so Dale would have had a say in this, Jace. But um, mm. it was the Redbacks on the front page for getting kicked out of a nightclub on a Monday night. Now. I know the Redbacks were on the improve a couple of weeks ago. They were playing some good cricket and they drew a game they probably should have won. And they went out to town on Monday night and had a good time and celebrated what was a draw. Could have been a win. Don't know why you celebrate that, but anyway. And um, Imagine what would have happened if they won. Exactly. That's what someone said in my newsroom. That's right. <laughs> That's look, right. Out, look out for when they win. But then they, they actually won the shield. But then Gee they whiz. got told by security that they were being a bit rowdy and they couldn't dance. And they ignored the protocols and then got mm. kicked out of Crybaby Bar. And that was mm. on the front page of the paper. Mm. How the hell is that a story? Well, they're naughty. And they're God, high profile. Slap on the wrist. How, how profile so South Australians breaking the law in COVID times? Well, it's not a law. It's just a rule. Well, protocols, they, law, rules. Police, no, police laws involved. Are different. Yeah. It, was, it, was, yep. it was a little bit more than just security guards just saying, you've had enough, boys. There was police called to the venue. Yeah. Mm. Nope. High-profile South Australians would, just would have been the same if it was 36ers, Redbacks, Thunderbirds, Crows, Port... Well, whoever. No, I'm, I'm intrigued politicians, by this. Politicians, it's, it's a couple of people being told you that you can't do this. Do you remember got punched in the face? Like, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it was Ke- Kevin really? Foley, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, Kevin that's Foley. right. It was the treasurer yeah. Yeah. at the time. That's right. So so this was on the front page of the paper. Now, mm-hmm. I am I would like to know how that gets on the front page of the paper, please. That, that, that's a, it's a genuine question. Well, the story came uh, into the newsroom and uh, was talked about, and and obviously researched and phone calls and and shored up. So it was a story, and then uh, at the news conference, it was like, okay, the Redbacks uh, have done this; they've you know, broken COVID protocols, and they've got booted out. And and uh, well, it's the question was, does anyone else have the story? And the answer was no. no. No one knew about this. So our, the the decision was made that it was like, okay, well, this isn't exclusive to us, so we're going to go with the story because this is a story and people need to know about it and no one else has it, so uh, let's go bang on the front page. So I had no qualms with that. Mm. The, the, the moment I knew that no one else had the story or was even – chasing the story as a sports editor it was like well, well I'm not I'm not I'm not going to have this this is going to be uh, in the news section I didn't yep. know it was going to go on the front page I knew it was going to be at the pointy end yeah, of the yep. newspaper but uh, I didn't know it was going to be on the front page but I understand why so is there that like decision a, was made is there like a voting process to, to for things that go on the front page like how does something end up on the front page of the paper well, there's a there's a news conference, and all the all the stories are pitched, and uh, you know there's lots of different um, questions asked. So, is it a ripping photo? Is it a is it a is it a good story? Is it a you know is it exclusive story? You know, is it something uh, we could potentially you know have have some fun with, or is it really serious? Should we go down the the uh, is it a really serious story? So, there's a lot of um, 
um, sort of questions that Boxes get you're thrown up in the yeah. air. And, you know, mm. well, obviously the, the best photo from of the day goes on the front. So it doesn't matter yeah, what it yeah. is. could be, you know, flower show, rock band, you know, mm. showdown, whatever. Yeah. The, the best photo goes on the front. So, um, so it wasn't, obviously wasn't the photo on the front, but then the best story goes on the front. So if the best story and the best photo come together, that's yeah. when you get the real big poster type front pages mm. so um but uh, now that was um the, the decision our um editor made that okay the we have this story it's a ripping story no one else has it uh bang front page because i wonder whether it's a strong enough story because i just saw that as when i first read it i honestly thought it was it's, a it, bunch it, of it, sports people that mm. got a slap on the wrist while they're at an establishment in the city and they were told to leave because they weren't doing the cop now that would happen so many times across pubs and, and anything mm-hmm. around the state while COVID's been in place. So I, I, I struggled to find the the reason why that would be such a big yarn. Because it, it was the Redbacks. Mm. Like, if it was if it was Rory Sloan, if it was Travis Boak, if it was, you but know, yeah, that, anyone. That, I, I guess it's, it's because, a story, it's, but it's, it's because, not. It's, it's a front because, page. I couldn't believe it. It's that. because who it is. Mm. It's because who it is. Yeah, but if, if, if Rory Sloan got a slap on the wrist to say, stop dancing in a nightclub... And then they said, and then they told him, "All right, mate, you're going to have to leave." Mm-hmm. Is that is that front That'd page be, of the paper? Is that really front 100%. page? Of That'd be a story, yeah. Yeah, I know it's a story, but is it front page? Of the paper? Like, oh, is it the know. story yeah, of the day? Person. I'm amazed by. It. I was just yeah, it shocked be. by that. It would be, for sure. Yeah, I was stunned by that. It, it, and um, if if it was a football player, it would be oh, easily more. Football of a front is page. magnified in SA. Yeah. absolutely. So yeah, I can understand clearly. Well, once the exclusiveness got the tick that mm. no one else, like it wasn't going to be you know Jason wasn't going to report it on Channel 10 or wasn't going to be on Rowie or you know it was yep. like okay we've got this to ourselves I went oh this is going to be front page page 3 page 5 mm. somewhere and um, yeah it landed on the front page well it's a tough it's a tough one for then producers like myself and reporters like yourself Jace mm. to then go and follow up these sort of stories isn't it well we get the uh, we obviously the story comes out first thing in the morning mm. then it goes you know David and Will who's on breakfast radio and, yep. and other breakfast radio stations across Adelaide then start talking about it of course our producers in television what are the first thing they do when they get up they mm. click on the radio so mm. all of a sudden it's yeah. it's the dialogue's already happening before they even get to work so they know about the story well before they even walk mm. in the front doors of channel 10 so they're already making phone calls and, and deciding how that sort of story if, if it's relevant and obviously this one was because you know front page of the paper and it's you know 10 10 cricketers have been mm. kicked out of an establishment because they've broken covid rules basically then yeah yes it's all of a sudden going to be a news mm. story so then they start making phone calls or rearranging their staff and i happened to be working that day in news mm. so it was me oh so it landed and on you and because we're in television, the first thing that generally happens is we need vision of it. We're, we're, mm. we're a visual platform. So the, the first thing that goes to your mind is, it, one, is there security vision yep. in this nightclub that this happened? And that was ruled out pretty quickly because no one... Well, we spoke to the guy, but yep. he, wasn't, he wasn't willing to hand over his sure. vision. But that's not the only camera on Highland Street either. So then all of a sudden, there's is, is, the is racist... That because, was that because the police were called for the CCTV? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was because it was, you know, the police were involved in that. So there was no way they were going to hand over that, that mm. vision. Yeah. 
but there's a lot of venues around that nightclub as well that have CCTV yeah. cameras. So the next thing you're trying to do is trying to track down, okay, well, it will go across Hindley Street. We'll go up to Grenfell. They, they might have come this way. They might have gone this way. Mm. We'll see. And that's what you see on TV and on every news bulletin every night is the, the security cameras. There's a lot of journalists out there mm. on the road hunting down that vision. I can't tell you how many houses I've door knocked in suburbs wow. to find a car going through a street or a, or a, or a, mm. a, a chase mm. or yeah. someone walking across the road doing something illegal you know and that's how they get the vision it's just it's just by sheer knocking on doors yeah. hey mate saw your camera can we have a look at the vision between three and four o'clock mm. you know yeah, during wow. the morning that's amazing and then that's how it's so and it's unbelievable how many people you come across that don't know how to work their own cameras <laughs> <laughs> they buy these high-tech cameras and then you go can i just have a look between three and, and they go i just don't know how to operate it so it's um and so then and then obviously you know the next thing is you want to speak to the players yeah and because that's tough you find yourself, and I found myself in a really awkward position the mm. next day because I was at Adelaide Oval where the Redbacks were training. We wanted to follow up on the story. We wanted to speak to the players. and they didn't have a press conference planned, which means we were, you know, positioned to... to speak to them going in and out of training where yep. we were respectful in the sense that we were in the car park we didn't encroach on their on their um, um, facilities or their, their change room mm. we didn't go into their yeah, cricket ground yeah. yeah we stayed well out of that yeah, you're in a public space exactly yep. so we had our right to, to, to talk to them going in and out of their cars um, but you know you put in an awkward position where you, you're all of a sudden covering a news story which they don't want to talk about as a sports reporter I don't really want to have to ask them the questions about it but at the same token, I'm a, I'm a news reporter as well, mm. and we just want to know what happened the night before. So we're just asking them questions, and, and they, of course, aren't going to... Well, Travis Head was actually um, uh, you know, amazing. He just said, look, this is something that you have to do with the media department. You know, yeah. We're going through it at the moment. We don't think it's a big deal. And he and if you watch my story from last Monday, Tuesday? Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Tuesday. Wednesday even. Was yeah, it? I think it was a day or two after. Yeah, yeah. Um, came out on the and, Tuesday and, and night. And you can, and I, and I use that grab in, in, um, in my story. So, but it's just a tricky position you mm. find yourself in as a, as, as me, as a, as a sport and a news reporter. That you know, all the media isn't always good, uh, and that you have to do on clubs, and, and mm. it's just, um, it is what it is. But at the same time, we still want to, you know, get the story out there. Absolutely. Well, you walk a tightrope, don't you? Because mm. what we, what we do in this industry is we try to keep as many great relationships with sporting associations clubs themselves players that's even your backbone. that's your bread and butter because, that's right. because, because you have to make those phone calls and Correct. and that's where you get your intel from at that's the end right. of the day so the last thing I want to be doing is burning any bridges about Correct. a story about a nightclub that you know I don't know who was there at the same time and and how and to be honest in that moment too you, have, you wonder how significant a story this is so you look back at maybe the Crows preseason camp story that's a really significant story that's lasted years and years and years and will continue to even if no one likes it that's just it's the significance of the story whereas this one this was forgotten within a couple of days because it's not as significant so how many it's how far are you willing to go how many interviews how many people are you willing to push and and maybe you know shove to a limit which is a bit too far in order to get the information you want or need you know you don't want to burn those relationships over something that really isn't that significant so in this situation like personally i really wouldn't have asked i wouldn't have asked much of anyone so in our newsroom for example um when that came across my table that next morning i honestly thought this isn't a story that was my genuine first thought and I almost thought we have to cover this on our sports show today but in the most minimal way possible because there's nothing in this 
I cannot see how this is a yarn. We got um, intel from the Redbacks that day, and the media department were telling us that Dizzy's requested the players don't talk about it, um, and they will do an investigation themselves, and they eventually made that public, and then said that they'll speak in due course, and they did about two days later. But for me at the time, I thought, there is absolutely nothing in this story, and the Redbacks didn't believe, and nor did Saka at all think there was anything in the story. Um, and a couple of days later, we haven't found a whole lot more out about it. So... At the time, we just we played it down completely. Whereas, in other stories, you you take the risk and you go, no, there's there's something in this. This is actually quite big. You'll chase harder. You you'll speak to other people that you, you're willing to risk a little bit more in hope that you can get something back from it. They're, that's the sort of you know pull and push that we got to deal with as producers and journo's. Yeah, well, there were, once the Redbacks didn't come out the the day after the front page had landed, uh, the journalist to me goes off, oh, there is something in this. Yeah, okay. Because they haven't gone, and pardon the pun, go on the straight back yeah, 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 yeah. and go, right, um, there's nothing in this, you know, we're investigating right now, you know, we'll take da 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 if they did that at ten o'clock in the morning on the on the morning of the front well, they have page, to do their due diligence. No, but they, they all they do is send something out, or or you know have a th- you know we, we yes we understand this happened da 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 we're investigating. Mm. People would have calmed down. Everyone was okay. All right, then they know about it. Well, once there was crickets, there was nothing. Mm. You're like, well, hang on, this is something you know they're you know they're putting. Oh, they, I think they Behind always they knew, they're, they're, they knew the players working, had gone out. Working, yeah. working, working something out here. Yeah. So there you go. Hang on, there, there is a little bit more to this. Yeah, and that's where you just you just keep. keep but but the, the you're right. The the push and push and pull yeah. is the tie rope you walk. It is. is. Well, it's tied, but but it's, being all over Australia and dealing with like like well, well, I've been dealt with NRL clubs. <laughs> you've dealt you've done a lot um, of this with a lot of different. So, yeah, and so, so many times you sit down with clubs and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, and uh, and we'll be there for you, and you know, if if something bad happens, we'll we'll we'll, we'll pick up the phone. And I've sat in numerous meetings like that. And, they don't, they don't pick up the phone. That's mate. right. They like, disappear. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, seriously. So, um, it, yeah, so well, you understand that you know if something you know bad you know if a player gets caught or whatever you know we yeah. go oh yeah we understand that you have to ring us for all the bad stuff. No. Yeah, that's right. Do no. you think? Do you think I can repair my relationship with AC? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, here's a side story which I like. AC was. Filthy. <laughs> Why was Ace? How does Andrew Capel enter this story, please? I'd love the listeners uh, to know. Because he he rang me he, yeah. he rang me on uh, Wednesday. It was Wednesday <laughs> that uh, was, uh, yeah, was all of this was going down. And he's like, "You tell that Jace Kemp not to paparazzi my son ever again." <laughs> so for context, oh, for those who aren't across Bailey. the Redback squad, Bailey Capel, AC's lad, is 19, in the Redback 19 squad. Nineteen years older than how old is he? Yeah, he, twenty. Oh, maybe no, he's older. older than nineteen. Yeah. I think he. He's in the he's Redback in re- squad. He's in real nightclub age bracket. Oh, so, he is too. So it's a, a genuine J- question. <laughs> Jason, genuine question. <laughs> Beeline for <laughs> Bailey Capel. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> you got cry baby. Ah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, AC, if you're listening, and uh, Bailey, oh. if you're listening, I apologise. I, I, I overstepped the mark, and I... Uh, Not really. you got to ask the I question. I asked the question. He didn't, he didn't give me... He gave he me donuts, so... <laughs> and AC did go, all that good media training I gave, gave the lad, you know, this gives a straight bat, you know, but... Uh, but the thing is, when when you made that decision about, oh, it's not, yes. a, it's not a story, it's yep. not a story, what would have happened if the next day, if you picked up the paper, and it's just gone... 
New killer. Probably. No, no. So, so the decision I made yeah, they, on the back they of they find vision, and all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. So, so, so he, so I never at any stage thought that the story was incorrect or untrue at any stage. I believed it all. You've written it on good authority. The sacker hadn't said anything all day to refute it. So, in my case, by three o'clock, an hour before our show, my thinking process was: there is facts in this story, but it, the facts aren't strong enough for it to be interesting. For it to be a, a big story of the day, that was that was my thinking. So I didn't think it was it was big enough, if you like. I thought it was a real backburner story. The Redbacks players have done some silly things. They've gone to town. They've broken a couple of rules, um, and they weren't major. Like they weren't. There wasn't severe abuse. There wasn't hitting of people. There wasn't like a drunken mess. It was clearly breaking a couple of COVID protocols, which are you shouldn't dance when you're in a nightclub. Which by twelve thirty in the morning. If people aren't dancing in a nightclub, it, it, it'd be a, it, like I would assume there's a lot of people trying to do that at that time of night. So I, I just found that a little bit like this is a real nothing story from a guys who've had a big four days of cricket and they're just trying to have a few drinks and enjoy themselves. They've just broken a couple of rules. So on that basis, yeah, that wasn't there wasn't much in it. But the other thing, the other side of it too is you know at the end of the day, you were just mentioning before about how you know working with the media people, they won't pick up the phone when things go bad. Well, ultimately, they they probably need the media more than anything else like that, we don't really, really need do we need the sports clubs as much as they need the media I, I think it's a fair question to ask well it's a two way street absolutely mine. it is so, so oh yes we, we need access to players coaches everything like that but then obviously the sporting organisations and the franchises need the they need, need to promote need, need the airtime. need yep. to be on TV need to be on the radio mm. need to get read in the paper the, yep. on the internet the, they need their exposure too so because if but, you know, if if we if we sit down for a news meeting and mm. it's like oh, and and you get a reputation of oh, okay, they they won't say yes to that, or that team won't say yes to that. We'll 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 go somewhere else. Mm. And so if you, and then that's when the readers go, well, why is there so many stories on Club X Y Z? Well, it's because Team ABC say no. Yeah. Probably That's harsh. Why. It's probably a harsh comment to make. I didn't really mean to make it sound like sports clubs aren't that important for the media, but <laughs> but but I, I suppose it's like if if the phones if phone doesn't get picked up, you know, there's no stage where we don't pick the phone up to sporting organisations. Like we we actually want them to come with stories, and we like that because we know when we go to them, we'd like them to pick the phone up too. There's sort of it's, like I said, it's a two way street, and, yeah. it's, and it's especially in this day and age where there's not too many. Uh, um, um, Bodies on the ground to yes. chase to chase everything. It's not you know back in the nineteen eighties when there's a <laughs> cast of thousands. Yeah. It's uh, is there's a lot of uh, genuine all rounders mm. running around here trying to chase uh, four hundred thousand different stories and angles. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes uh, journos need a bit of a chop out. Well, I can't imagine what it used to be. What it would have used to have been like back before media managers existed. It oh. must have been a genuine free for all. Well, <laughs> it must have been like I'm going to go that player right there. Yeah, oh, that coach right there. You come so, over here when I interview you. And I can tell you a good story. So our double A sports show back here it must have been two thousand three or two whenever Brisbane started winning the flags and they were on that dynasty there, there's a story that basically when they won the flag they had the team bus the day after or whatever and they were off doing their own thing 
and our sports show called them and said, hey, look, we've got a chat with, you know, Nigel Lappin, say. And Nigel Lappin's picked up the phone on the team bus and he goes, hey, boys, how are you? Um, yeah, no, I've got bloody Vossi next to me here. I'll pass the phone to him. And then Vossi has a chat for five minutes. He goes, yeah, I'll pass it over to John O'Brown. And John O'Brown's <laughs> on the phone for five minutes. And you've got this, like, four or five or six different blokes just having a ch- And no one manages it. That was the era. Like, it's totally different nowadays. You just mm-hmm. you don't have that. Time to be alive. Whatsoever. Oh, it's amazing, I know. Well, what about even when um, KG and Coonsie was in here? Mm. Coonsie was the coach of the Crows. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. had a radio show. That's, that's right. unbelievable, isn't Unreal. it? Just to think about that. <laughs> Oof. Well, I mean, Tim Payne's got his own radio show. He's the captain of the Australian cricket team. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> for, this, for, for, for one more summer. I wonder yeah. if all the journos would have listened in, you know, just to just to hear whatever Corns yeah. had to say that day. I do. Probably. And call in. I would assume That's so. right. <laughs> Could have done the press <laughs> live on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Um, the other story that came out in the last uh, 24, 48 hours, yes. which was a, a, quite a uh, an incredible story and I suppose a bit of a landmark day for sport. Um, really, yeah. it was it was an amazing one for Adelaide United. One of their young lads, 21 years of age, uh, did a courageous thing. He posted a video online in conjunction with the club, and his name's uh, Josh Cavello, and he came out as gay, uh, the first openly gay active player in the A-League, and I believe... I think football history in Australia. I believe. I think you know, at while playing, play, yeah. while playing, yeah. 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 So, while so playing. I think it's, well, I think it's bigger than Australia too. Yeah, I well, think. even worldwide, I think then, it's the world. Yeah, wow. anyone who's actually on a current playing list, current contract, no one's yeah. actually ever come out mm. during wow. their, their playing. Careers, People yeah. come out after their career. That's fine, mm. but yeah, during that's that's pretty big. And mm. congratulations mm. to yeah. him. I think it's amazing courage to do that in such a. I mean, social media world and and fans can be horrible and and all sorts of, you know, it's a daunting place. And at 21 years of age, I mean, (laughs) you'd have some fear about doing such a thing, but amazing. No, I applaud him. No, sensational. And when the the story uh, dropped uh, on Wednesday, it was about lunchtime, I was like... Wow, that's that's brave. That's sensational. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And it was, uh, and all credit to him. So, mm. and, and I just hope the first thing I do is I hope that there's no like repercussion to this. Absolutely, I, I don't, yeah. like that. That's my number one fear. It's like, mm. yes, he's so brave, but I'm like, geez, there's a little bit of fear there, though, isn't there? Well, I think the online support was overwhelming. Amazing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it was just it Brilliant. seemed to go all day, and it seemed to um, yeah, be tremendously. In his favour, and, and so it should be. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an amazingly um, courageous thing that he's done. Um, another th- aspect of this is um, Carl Viet spoke today, his coach, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the questions was asked is, you know, why do you think this was the right time for him to um, to announce this? And he goes, well, I've created an environment where players feel comfortable and they feel yeah. safe, and, and you know, credit to Adelaide United and and Carl Viet and and Josh as well. For um for having the the courage to 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 announce this and um, credit to him. Yeah, uh, and and the way I think they uh, they did it as well, like online with the video, it was such a powerful video. Um, he sat down in his home, he spoke to a camera, he did it for a couple of minutes, and the words he used about um just just being feeling comfortable in doing it uh, and being him, and he's you know he'll always be Josh. And he'll be the only, it's the only, you know, person he'll ever be. So you might as well be comfortable with himself, like all that stuff. And then like trying to remove the fear from other people if they were in the same boat as him. Like, I just love that. It was trying to inspire others at the same time as just, you know, pushing on for himself. Like it was a, it was a tremendous effort. And the club did a very good job of making sure it was a very um, well-structured environment um, to be 
putting out into the media so that there were there was no room for you know bad vibes i guess yeah. in return like everything was sent out in a really good way and uh, it was just well managed i suppose that's all i'm trying to say and on the what we we're just saying about redbacks this is how sporting this is how sporting clubs mm. do it properly yeah. this is how this is how it works so it's, it's just like a it was just like a, a any old media release it was just one of the biggest stories in the world yeah so and and, and how it was produced and that was the Sensational. Yeah, so terrific. Applaud the Reds. Ross Aloisi spoke with Rowie, just as a shameless plug. He was on our sports show <laughs> on Wednesday, but you should go and listen back because he told the story of how he came in during the preseason. He sat down with Ross and said, Ross basically said, mate, I'm like, you're not being yourself the last couple of weeks. Are you okay? Like, how are you? And Josh sort of said, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he goes, no, 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 like, there's something up. What's going on? And he basically, yeah, spilled the beans and said, look, this is how, this is how I am. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Don't know, I'm scared. And he said, mate, like, that, I don't care. That's great. Like, good for you. I mean, I'm proud of you that you've come and told me that. that and then he sort of said, all right, well, I'm more than willing to tell the team. And uh, like he told his parents, obviously, beforehand, but it was just a matter of uh, that process of trusting people around him and eventually felt the comfort of being able to do it. And amazing that there's an environment there that he, he can feel comfortable in doing it. And his hope that the A-League and everyone involved and, and the community of soccer and, and sporting fans across the country and the world get behind him. Do you think? Do you think this? Uh, how brave Josh has done this? Do you, Do you think there'll be more sports? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. In the yeah. short term, yeah, yeah. Dominoes have to fall from here. Well, right. I think just looking at the support, yeah. I think anyone that's you know that feels like they're going to be victimised or, or thrown under a bus or something like that will mm. will see this and go, well, you know, it's not Maybe the I'll case. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the next step, though. And this would be this is the one question I want to ask you guys: is will it ever happen, or when will we ever reach a stage where it may happen in the AFL? Because I I I cannot think for a second that there has been this many years worth of AFL football, VFL football, SNFL, whatever. Has it happened already? I think and it's we happened, haven't had a player come no. out and say that they has are. Has it happened? Yeah. No. Not, not, no. Not and again, not no. during their career. Like I, I would be absolutely stunned if there's never been a player who has been gay but hasn't felt that, like it's it's taken them during their whole career or post career to actually mm. finally come out. Like, yeah, it would stun me if there's never been one. There would have to be, and, oh, and it has, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, that's no, right. So yeah, at some point, when does that domino fall? When does that player mm. come out? Like, it's going to take a while. The the walls have to break down at some point. It'll be sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope this was really this was a, as we said off the top. It's a landmark day mm. because I feel like that that day is coming quicker than we we realise. Yeah. But an amazing story today for for Josh Cavello and congrats and hopefully things go well from here. Let's talk racing next week, Jace. This is something oh, you're right up I'm your really alley. Really passionate about. <laughs> you brought a friend onto the show. Oh, it's the biggest week in racing coming up. The Spring Carnival over in Melbourne, and we're joined by none other than Racing.com's very own in Tim Yateman. Tim, welcome Ooh. to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. Uh, Long time listener, first time participant, but uh, <laughs> great, great to be on board. Mate, it's a, a big couple of days over over there in Flemington. What is going to be happening for the Derby Day uh, as we as we build up to it? Massive, mate. Uh, four Group 1s on Saturday at Derby Day at Flemington. It's the start of the Melbourne Cup Carnival, the, the biggest race carnival in Australia. Um, you know, a number of Group 1s spread over four massive days at Flemington. Of course, the uh, Melbourne Cup the $8 million Melbourne Cup highlights that. But some incredible racing uh, on Saturday 
And the good news for us over here in Melbourne is that 5,500 people will be oh. at Flemington on Saturday afternoon as a bit of a trial run. So we're due to hit about, or we're due to hit 80% vaccination sometime on Friday night. So hopefully that all goes well and we'll see some uh, punters back at the track on Saturday. Yes. How much are those tickets going for? They'd be over <laughs> tens of millions. <laughs> Well, I think it's more of a case of uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. Uh, oh. I, I know even even in the media over here, they're, they're rare as hen's teeth. It's been really, really difficult to, to get your hands on any tickets. Um, and obviously, the VRC has 30,000 members, boys. So when 5,000 tickets come up for grabs and you've got 30,000 people, I suppose it's probably like, you know, when the Saka grandstand was getting redeveloped. You've got a lot more members than you've got seats. So... Let's just hope that most of them can at least get to one day of the carnival if it's not uh, if it's not Saturday. Well, how's uh, the great Tim Yateman found his way over to Melbourne? Have you found your way into the the Flemington Racecourse, the Bird Cage, or whatever? Surely you've got just some sort of hands on the tickets. <laughs> no Bird Cage this year, mate. Uh, I won't be at the track. I'll be uh, I'll be working um, working from home, sort of documenting it all uh, on the uh, Racing dot com website and and keeping everybody up to date. Restrictions are still really tight over here at Racing Victoria. It's um, quite a process to, to get accreditation, to get to the track, and hopefully that starts to uh, loosen up a bit as the weeks go by and the uh, vaccine rate kicks up. Mate, you've had four weeks now to get used to this new gig you've got over there. <laughs> Have you got a tip for us that we can sink oh. our teeth into? Well, it depends, Kempi. Uh, we just touched on it then, mate. Asking for a tip before the biggest week of racing in Australia uh, it's a tough ask because there are so many good horses competing in so many mm. different races but the obvious one is is the Melbourne Cup. Everybody wants a tip and yes. everybody blows their mates' phones up who, who have a bit of a pun at this time of year. <laughs> when all the <laughs> yeah, absolutely you, Kemp. Uh, <laughs> this is the time of year when people who they might bet once a year, they're going to be betting they're going to be betting next Tuesday, and gee, it's hard to go past the Peter Moody trained favourite. He's never won the Melbourne Cup. He obviously had the uh, great champion mare, the undefeated mare, Black Caviar, mm. probably one of the better horses we've ever seen up there with Winks and Farlap. And what he's achieved with Incentivise in just you know a few months after bringing the horse down from Toowoomba of all places is mm. nothing short of remarkable. And uh, gee, he's going to be almighty hard to beat come Tuesday. Ooh. Is there going to be any international horses able to race? Or you, can you fix the scanner? What's the deal there? Oh, the bloody CT scanner doesn't scanner work. Can fit. It's gone. So it's, it's Murphy's law, isn't it, boys? If you, <laughs> you put all these regulations in place to try and uh, improve the welfare of the horses during the Cup Carnival and the bloody machine, you know, <laughs> cuts itself. So the good news is, though, boys, is they've actually flown the part in from the United States today. They put it on a plane and it landed in Sydney. Oh, wow. And uh, my understanding is that that part, which is pretty crucial or absolutely mm. crucial in allowing these x-rays to be completed, has now arrived and it is in Werribee. So those horses that need their scans to come over the next couple of days, there would have been some very nervous stewards and very nervous connections but the good news is uh, they will be able to get those scans and if they get through those scans uh, and get the tick from the vet um, then 
you know, they'll be cleared to run. Now, I'm not sure if you classify yourself as a Victorian just yet, but have we, for us uh, local South Australians, have we got a local hope running over the next Ooh. week or so? I don't know, you know, obviously Derby Day, we've got the Cup, we've got Oaks Day as well. Is there, is there any Jace's sort of... heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Stakes Day? Well, Stakes Day? Very, yes. very... Kempi, I know in your role with uh, Channel 10 over in Adelaide, mate, you were very keen to head down to Narracourt and interview yes. a woman called Sue Murphy who trains mm. down there in the southeast. Now, the good news is... She, she didn't, her horse Hustle Award didn't automatically qualify. He would have if he'd won the Geelong Cup. He finished third. But the good news is he's currently sitting at number 28 in this, in the, in this year's Melbourne Cup order of entry. But I can see at least maybe one or two horses above that, well, one definitely won't be running. And a couple would, you would have to think they'd be unlikely. So, mm. gee, a couple of scratchings. He goes up to 26. You know, still three or four days away from the race, it, pending what happens with these uh, veterinary scans. Mm. It has to be a chance to get in, and if he can sneak in, by God, he'll give oh. him a fright. He's, he'll have no weight on his back. He'll probably have Linda Meach riding, who's ridden him for the last couple of starts over here in Victoria, and gee, with 50 kilos on his mm. back, uh, you probably wouldn't be racing to the bank, but you'd be probably having a little dash each way. Oh, geez, you, what, what are your the, the language that you, you're really going with now is a load sort of job. I mean, if that gets in, just, just, yeah, get just, just get on. Um, well, I, know how, I know how you bet, Ken. I know how after a couple of years, the analysis goes out the window and you start loading into them. So oh. whatever, whatever I say, mate, I, yeah, probably go the other way. Well, mate, you're living the dream because you've got yourself a new gig that the races and the crowd Crowds are back and you're out of, obviously, your house in in Victoria. But you were living a dream a few weeks back as well, mate. You won a flag for Lockleys uh, in the C grade. Look, mate, you, you've made a few mentions now on the Press Box <laughs> podcast. So this is not the first featuring of yourself on this show. Well done. Congratulations. How, how were the celebrations? The celebrations were long um, and possibly a little bit over the top. But it's not every day. Never. It's not... It's- it's, it, a, it's not every day you win a flag. B, it's not every day you kick the match-winning goal. So, oh, uh, had to get that in there. <laughs> what uh, what better way to go out, boys, than uh, winning a flag with a few good mates? And, uh, yeah, I, look, I don't know if that'll be the end of me. Um, I think it needs me manager to speak to a few clubs over here in <laughs> Melbourne. But there are whispers that Kempy might be going around again, so I don't think oh, hello. Oh, he's got about... He's about 10 years older than me, so I couldn't retire before him. <laughs> Matty Burgess might uh, be putting a phone call in, I reckon. He's Boy, just got the new coaching Broadview. job at Broadview. Hell. Mm. Well, get the borders open, boys. We could do a bit of FIFO. That's action. what we like to see. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> mate. You got yourself a flag in there. You're, uh, you're running the show on racing.com. Sorry, Dale's got a question before well, we go. I've got to ask, uh, Timmy, do, whose call was it to put yourself on your own news bulletin? Now, uh, it's... It, Despite what you guys might reckon, it, it uh, actually wasn't me. So, <laughs> as you know, Amelia does her little ray of sunshine, and a couple of the boys thought it might be a thrown under the bus. A bit of a fun idea to send her through the the video, and I sort of got a bit of a heads up. She sort of messaged me and and asked if I would have a problem with it. Um, I said, look, you know. <laughs> Nah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. So, yeah, but boy, we took it for what it was worth. I think uh, everyone had a good laugh. Everyone thought I'd, you know, bloody, sh- um, you know, 
championed myself and put the video <laughs> forward. But I, can, I can categorically say, Dale, that, that I had absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, shame. Oh, well, mate, thank you so much for uh, joining us for uh, this chat. And um, all the best come the next couple of days. And yes. we'll hopefully we'll touch, back, uh, touch base with you again, probably just after the cup, and see how we've gone in the pocket. Yeah, it's going to be a big few days, guys. And, uh, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully we can see some good racing, but more importantly, hopefully it's the, it's the kickstart of the uh, Victorian economy and we can get back to what we know and what we love. So I really appreciate having me on, boys. Timmy Aitman there, oh, racing.com, absolute superstar, and uh, hopefully he's a... Uh, he's, we picked the favourite. Now, come on, he picked the favourite. Yeah, he did win. But I'll tell you what, Hustler pick War... The fa- I could pick the favourite. Hustler will be paying about 100 bucks to one if that gets in. There's, there's, there's four big races... Gave us one horse. Come on. He's going to win all four? Come on, Tim. Probably anyway. could. <laughs> Probably could. Probably could back up. All right. Now, speaking of races, it's not quite a race, but it's a, it's a fair distance. Yes. Dale Fletcher, we mentioned uh, last week on the show, and, and I'm thanking you for your journey that you shared with us last week. Yes. You have told us that you're going to uh, revitalise the Cider Bay Fun Run, which is no longer, and put it into your own version. It is yes. called, thank you, it's called the 2021 Fast Run. There's <laughs> <laughs> only one name for it, wasn't it? Of course. Now there was. A, it's definitely not going to be fun. Trust me. It was a back. There's a backup name for it. What was it going to be called? Fastathon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Fastathon I better. I like Fastathon too. <laughs> but you good. can't. You can't put that on a t-shirt. No. That just looks like a lot. Lot of letters yeah. and it's misspelt. And they're like, what is Fastathon? <laughs> so Dale's Fast Run for 2021, uh, and we've got all the. Re- Branding's going to be out there in the next day or two once uh, yeah, we get past one little issue. Coming. Da- <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, Dale, what is the course looking like for your uh, marathon? Yeah, well, last week I said uh, I was going to go down to Glenelg and start a Magic Mountain beach house and run to Outer <laughs> Harbour and run home. <laughs> I was going through the logistics of that. Yeah. And uh, I had to ask a few favours and I'm like... It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no one's going to drive me down to Magic Mountain at four thirty so, in the morning. This is the missus, <laughs> or, 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 or even my good old mum. And, and I'm like, well, no one's, no one's. I was like, can you, you know, can you stop at the ten k mark just to have an orange or something for me? It's not going to no, work. So, I, work. so I th- there was this. Usually, there's a. I do my training runs around West Lake, Semaphore, yep. Henley areas and mix it up because you can't go the same way all yeah. the time when you get bored. But uh, there is a, a loop that uh, usually takes uh, about 40 minutes, yep. usually for me, um, maybe nah, 35, 40 minutes. I'm yep. like, that's got to be about you know 6K, something like that, 5, 6K. So I went on to Google Maps. And uh, and have actually um, recorded this uh, loop, and uh, there it is. There it is. Oh, nice! There's the loop. Looks like oh, a racetrack. Wow. So it's right around Westlake. That's yeah, cool. So it's around uh, around the Westlake, and it's a six point oh two kilometers. Awesome. The loop, and I went six k's. Oh, I'll do seven laps of that. Perfect. So, and 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 the start of the loop is about four hundred meters from my house. So that's so good. If I get thirsty, I'll just. Run into the fridge and <laughs> keep going, I suppose. So, can we get the, some details out there now? Let's let's get the details on the table. When's the start time to the race? 
Well, uh, to be confirmed. All right. Uh, wh- yeah. whether, what time, uh, Willie? What time before the sun? I'm, I'm th- uh, no, no, late, no later than 5 Okay. A.m. All right. Because if it's going to be, you'd think it'd be mid to late 30 yeah, degrees. It'll be by December. December 24. Yeah, it'll be a hot day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 30 um, degrees, you'd say. Yeah, so uh, you want to start five? Yeah. It'd probably be nice about early. what early twenties, maybe maybe mid twenties. Yeah, it'd be nineteen eighty. Yeah, days. so by the are you time- not going to be able to walk on Christmas Day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit. Archie's what are you going to do? Archie's going to get a new bike and he can't push him. No, he's got a bike. Archie's got a bike and can ride it without the training wheels. <laughs> oh, good. Um, You're going to be miserable. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm going to have turkey and alcohol. How can you be miserable? <laughs> Seriously. You're going to be sipping turmeric tea, mate, on Christmas mate, Day. You'll, no, you'll, you'll be, be there for Christmas Eve. You know, you know how on Christmas Eve, you're, you know, when you're a kid and stuff, and yep. then you're looking forward to, yeah. to, to the next day. It's a big day, unwrapping the presents. <laughs> but normally the parents have to stay up and, and wrap the presents when the kids... But you're going to be the first one to sleep in that house. You're going to have to you're make... you <laughs> First of all, Santa brings the presents. <laughs> you're meant to stay up and make the trampoline at 10pm. <laughs> He's not getting a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball and, and Santa will have the presents before bloody Christmas Eve, Jace. It'll <laughs> be pre-planned. Yeah, we'll have to be. All the labels will be paid off. So the other part to this is Jace and I have to be there. And Hutto. We, we have Do to, we? I, I think we have to be there. We, we? Have, we have to make a presence to this. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Well, we can't just let Dale run it on his own. That, he could just run four well, laps. Can we be there for the start and then just bugger off? What, we're going to get there at five See it out. <laughs> We're going to get there at 5am and just leave. I'm going to set my alarm for four hours later and then roll Here's what what we're going to do. You boys can sit in my lounge and watch TV. No, 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 this is even better. You and I get to run to the bloody uh, Westlake's Maccas out the front of the the Westfield there. We can go straight there and have uh, egg and bacon McMuffin. And and Dale can run his 40 minutes and we'll come back and give him an orange at the lap time. We'll go back and do something. Maybe Ash Brown. (laughs) I might have to be working, to be honest. It's 24th of Friday. Newsworthy. 24th of Friday. Um, Someone running a marathon for charity could be news. Well, it should be news. Oh, I tell you what, you know it, what? It possibly can be. <laughs> oh, that's so. Yes. Yes. Slow news day, Christmas Eve. Surely. Oh, now we're onto something. Jace, bring the camera. <laughs> So you want what? me to wear a hat with a with a? Yeah. I don't know if, if far, what are we calling a fast, a fast run, the fast run. run. <laughs> what if we be more PG? Can you imagine? <laughs> Stephen the first Quartermain. question is going to be, why is it called the fast run? <laughs> Can you imagine Stephen and Quartermain? Then I'll, and then I'll say, because you listen, if, if you listen to the press box podcast, <laughs> yes. and do a plug um, and have a shirt. <laughs> so that's amazing. all the boxes. So we'll have to be there, and we're going to do all the uh, the socials work and and whatever. And there's obviously fundraising. We're doing it all because of the Childhood Cancer Association. Next Wednesday, we're going to be in the studio yes. with a number of people from mm. the association, yep. and we're going to learn a whole lot. We've been talking about this for a few months, mm-hmm. but finally we can actually do it because we've got something rock solid. And, uh, and I've uh, re-listened to all the uh, the fundraising uh, dares that we've agreed oh, to that's right. as well. that's right. And, uh, Very good. With uh, spray tans and... Uh, well, we're not running it anymore. It doesn't mean that you don't go through with the bear. Thousand dollars. We'll just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> You're colouring your hair. Um, so where can, my hair so where can we go to get our uh, donations in? Add, add the link after Jace gives me the, uh, the password. <laughs> Everything will be up uh, this week. Touch... 
so touch wood. Yes. And there'll be hopefully a, a new photo with my stupid face on it. <laughs> so, and uh, you, you go, well, that's a stupid face. I'll donate to that. And away we go. So Jace hasn't got oh, the I've password. I've got it somewhere. I'll, I'll find it. I'll, you haven't got I'll the go password. home. I know, it'll get Surely it. there's an option yeah, where you go, that's, oh, And that's exactly password. what I'll do. Yeah, you know, it'll, it'll go on the internet and it'll, it'll be in the email <laughs> Can you somewhere. actually believe that? We have a GoFundMe page which is responsible for a few thousand dollars very soon. Which already, is going to a charity. Hundreds of dollars yeah. in it. Yeah, hundreds. That's right. And, and soon it's going to be. And he hasn't got a password. Yeah, the, money. the money goes straight to the charity. Are you Doesn't- kidding me? Oh, does man. It? Yes, of course it does. It's a safe thing. you got to take it out and put it in. Otherwise, people would spend the money. That, you know, how many people would get ripped off by doing that? <laughs> oh, man. So I, I, you know. You better fix this. Of course I this is You a better blunder. extend it so you can donate till Christmas Eve, too. It probably runs yes. out at bloody City of the Bay, Tom. November. Yeah. Mm. Better get on to that. That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> Log in now because there's a computer right in front of you. better get this thing sorted, Jase. Otherwise, this whole thing's blowing up. Otherwise, <laughs> You owe me hundreds of dollars. <laughs> All right, we'll cover that more next week as we get closer and closer to Dale's fast run for 2021. Now it's time for this. Takes. Well, he's not here, <laughs> but he's still got a segment. On the 2IC of the uh, <laughs> of photo shit takes. Now, each of the disturbing one. There's only one this week. There's only one? probably only really one. That uh, what was it the, uh, the the best chips in Australia? Australia. Oh, they've been this awarded week. this week. Yeah, chicken, Blair Athol. Blair Athol Chicken Chef chips are the best in Australia. You don't like that? No. Shit <laughs> <laughs> out. Is that a shit? T- I don't. I haven't tried it in a long time. That's a shit take. A long time. A random. You're out, sure. you're out there. What's the difference between you're, you're Chicken there, Chef, Blair Athol, and Chicken Blair Chef? Blair Athol is not near Teacher Gully. Oh, it was still out north. I'm down oh, south gee, side. Wow. Blair Athol. Well, mate, you're that far out north that I just assume you're near oh, everything. Oh, that's oh. the Christmas party's cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so do, do none of us have any experience with Chicken no. Chef? No, we There's a really chicken chef on Woodville Road. I've been. The yeah, what's it like? They're, they're all right, but well, it's a franchise, isn't it? So how can they award one sure. to one franchise like and not the entire franchise? McDonald's uh. CBD's the best chips. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Same chips. It's got to be a business. Yeah, a company. That's got to claim it as a whole. Yeah, that's that's shit house, isn't that's it? Shit take. Yeah, Massive sh- shit. Take. Yeah, no, you know, on the base that shit take. Yeah, yeah, shit yeah. take. And I'll I'll. I'll KFC chips are number one. Yes. Oh, I yes. agree with that. Yes, Franchise. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yes. KFC chips are second, and KFC chips are third. And yeah. then there's Daylight, and then go to a chicken shop. Macca's chips. Uh, Macca's fries. Elite. Like, highly rate Macca's fries. Yeah, they're fries, and not chips. Yeah, yeah no, no, but I'm just saying. Fries Macca's and chips fries. are different. What do you think are better, fries or chips? Chips. Chips, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think, I think I'm... Yeah. Oh, no, he wanted to go for... He, he, I reckon he ranks. No, no, yeah, no. no. Oh, I, I really like fries. But I reckon you're probably right. Chips probably do take the cake. There's a reason why KFC chips are the best, because... Not AC. <laughs> No, he refused to eat. He has not eaten KFC since they've started sponsoring Port Adelaide. Oh, my God. He's on a boycott. (laughs) And he actually goes to Chicken Cave 
Chicken Cave. Chicken Cave. At Fulham Gardens. <laughs> oh, the Chicken Cave. Chicken Cave at Fulham not, Gardens. Where did Chicken Cave rate on the, uh, the Australia's top chip list? Well, <laughs> clearly AC didn't vote. <laughs> Surely Chicken Hub gets up there from Apple Park. Ugh. That's a ripper. But Fairview chicken and seafood, mate. That's, Everyone's going to plug me out. The Black Rooster Semaphore. <laughs> um, the KFC chips, why they're number one. There's a, a mate of mine in Alice Springs who uh, may or may not listen to us. <laughs> he, yes. He'll be shattered about this. <laughs> Uh, usually uh, a Sunday after cricket. Yes. Um, a little bit dusty. A little bit dusty, oh, yes. Martin. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he would drive, he would probably uh, get in his car, uh, probably shouldn't get in his car, but he would uh, go get a, a meatball footlong subway. Oh, yeah. KFC chips and a Farmer's Union iced coffee. You go oh. to three different places for the epic. <laughs> Hangover wow. mill. Wow. That's Would a, you try that? That's a fair no, effort. Absolutely not. That is Why a fair not? effort. What was it? KFC chips. KFC a meatball chips. sub. Meatball, I meatball, do the meatball sub. Union, yeah, the meatball sub doesn't yeah, nice coffee. Yeah, same. Not hungover, no. No. <sighs> what about just for dinner? Nah. <laughs> Time for this. <laughs> It's the favourite segment, except for uh, Parcel Fast, obviously, coming up after this. Yes. But I tell you what I love about this segment is it delves right into the grassroots. Yes. Grassroots of the week. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when we delve into the grassroots, we unearth something. <laughs> and we unearth a little bit of a gem. And that's and that's why this this segment has become so popular. It's so good. It's, uh, it really touches home yeah. with people out there, the common folk, yes. just going about their sporting business on a Saturday and Sunday. The average joke. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I tell you what, when it popped up in, uh, in my news feed uh, last week that um, someone on this show was making oh, their no. comeback. Oh, come back. Oh, it sort oh, of spruiked our interest <laughs> and we thought there is no bigger grassroots moment than to potentially go down and watch this person potentially make their comeback <laughs> on a just a on a just a plain oval just with a uh, a few fieldsmen, okay, his whites on and charging oh. in with the uh, the new rock oh, and making his comeback for cricket. And I speak none other than Sam Tugwell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I made my comeback in it's been two long seasons not playing cricket and I got the call up for round two very happy about that and um, didn't start off as well as well, I hang like on, hang on, hang on, but, but can I just say there was one guy there, was a, there were two faces actually that turned up to the game the very first over of the game I, I'm walking around the field and I see Paul Bonds are there Bonds my mate <laughs> who I do the cricket show with on double A so it was good to see him there and he's just come out because he was—he literally lives on the street of, right. uh, of, of, the, of the park so he said yeah I'll come on down um, so I saw him for the first, and then about halfway through the day just before tea Dale rocks up with Archie well what the hell are you doing here <laughs> So Dale's turned up, and then I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> well, uh, Jace needed a correspondent, so um, uh, oh, I've, uh, I, I had a look at where um, the you you were playing, and it was, and it was down Woodville Way, and I went, yep. oh yes, <laughs> Woody South, <laughs> about five minutes from my house. <laughs> so um, uh, I actually had to go get the second jab. On uh, yeah, your second year vaccination, yeah, yeah, and uh, that proves proves it. Oh, See, nice, you certificate. Yeah, yeah I can go nice. overseas now. Sucked in. Uh, <laughs> I'm off. Um, but um, I went down. I've, I've got to check the scores first because mm. I'll if you if you were batting, if you yeah. if if, if yeah. Tuggers' mom was batting, I wasn't going down because yeah. bats Bat eleven, 11. Yeah. And, and Chad Sayers threw him under the bus. <laughs> mate, Chad Sayers <laughs> DM'd me on Instagram and he goes, "Mate, your legs eleven with a laughing emoji." Oh, mate, <laughs> Shit off! Someone's got to do it. 
So I thought, well, if uh, if the good old uh, Ranella, yes, um, are batting oh, along, no, 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 not, not, not even going to bother yep. because you know league's eleven. Jeez, <laughs> if you're batting on day one, you're probably the blame for the Redbacks. Um, but um, <laughs> I've, I've checked, I've checked off oh, whack. So I've checked the score. I've gone. Oh, I've got the my cricket link here, and I found it, and uh, clicked on it. Uh, oh, uh, other team, the Woody South yep. batting. <laughs> you beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and then I checked the score none for 40 off six oh. overs and I went oh here we go here we go <laughs> here we go I looked, I looked at the bowling though. I looked at the bowling didn't open the bowling no, no. and I went <laughs> no these bowls bowls worse than the opening bowlers this is going to be sensational <laughs> I've got to go down. So I'm like, Archie, get dressed, get ready. We're going. No, we're going. So Archie took about forty minutes to get ready. Come on, I'm refreshing the scores. It's come on the bowl. The first two overs went for eighteen. <laughs> oh, and I went, Archie, hurry up! I'm missing this. I'm missing this. We finally get there, uh, and there's spinners on. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's missed it. shattering. I'll check this. This was six overs for about, I don't know, 34, 34. I think it was. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but, Jace. Smashed but, around. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> I've walked in with Archie, and and I've definitely seen uh, and, and Tuggers is, is hang on, who's this? And then <laughs> oh, I, think, I think Archie's given it away, but you know, I might have had the wombat. <laughs> no, Dale's had his hair. He's lost the wombat. So I, so I went to the barber, and they got the feathers trimmed, and they're all brown. And I could see Tuggers is looking at me, he's looking at Archie, and he's like, "Is it Dale? No, yeah. it's brown here. No, no, is it? <laughs> oh no, he, he's just been to the barber. So I was like, "Oh, here we go." And he's like, "Oh no, we're no, we're playing. No, we should ask." No, yeah, no, we're having no, a bad day. No, no. So, fortunately, there's a playground right next to the Oval. So, I'm fine. Archie's happy days under the playground. Yeah. But about three overs later, the <laughs> spinners on need a wicket. Yeah, Fair to say they need a wicket. Desperately. It was like none for 150 or whatever it was. Yeah, it was it was like one for, yeah, it was yeah, but, pretty grim. <laughs> so, uh, Tuggers is about, well, a bit short, fine leg or 44. Oh, yeah, about back or square, yeah, sort yeah. of thing, fine leg. So, the, the guy who's flying, absolutely flying, tonging it everywhere. Like, yeah. you know, I All over the park. thought yeah. about moving my car down a couple of blocks. <laughs> 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 there might be a big hole in it. <laughs> He's clipped it off his legs, and it's, it's, it, and I've seen it. It's, got, it's going straight to Tuggers. Hero. 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 So, all of a sudden, Sam Tugwell turns into some sort of Jaunty Rhodes wannabe or Ricky Pond goes with a big dive. <laughs> the big dive. Arms out, chef. I want to catch it mid-air, real. Team saviour. KFC classic catches style. <laughs> it misses it by about, I don't know, six and a half metres. Oh, it did not. <laughs> goes flying over his head. Goes for four. But there's Didn't more. Didn't go for four? Oh, it should have. Um, <laughs> There's more. Oh, he's so come much down, mayo on this. He's come down like a sack of potatoes <laughs> on the ground. Oh, he's injured. Taking a huge divot out of the... <laughs> Les Bird had to be shattered. The, he would be. The divot. It was like, oh. This is this accurate. Huge divot. Massive divot. End of the over. Good. Got up, started wiping the... Oh, 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 my knee was the reason why I didn't catch it. You know, you can, oh, one of those... One of those excuses. One of excuses, oh, fine. No. Oh, sorry, boy. Oh, it wasn't me, oh, coach. The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, hit, so, hit the ground. So, so at the end of the over, they probably smacked a couple of other fours. Over ends. Walks off. 
<laughs> walks off the ground, subs himself off. No way. Off. Just walked off. That's it. Oh, was that's like, all she wrote. All she wrote. Off. And I went, oh, Archie, that's, 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 that's us stunned. Let's, stumps. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's go get the COVID jab and home we go. So That was it. So that, that is that is a very elaborate story. Can I fill in the gaps with a couple <laughs> yeah. of facts? So I've so when you weren't there, when Bonds was there, and he can attest to this, there were a couple of chances like in the first two or three overs where I had to dive to my left for other catches at like cover. And there's this other dude who was smoking them. And I've every time it was Why to my left. Why is a bowler fielding at cover for a start? I, great question. No idea. Um, anyway, I, I've Jeez. dived to my left and I kept landing on my left knee and it was starting to hurt strangely and the ground was pretty hard. So I don't know what was going on. Anyway, I've hurt my knee like slightly. It wasn't much, and I didn't think anything of it. And I've bowled and whatever since. And then you turned up, and I go for that catch, and I've landed terribly, and I took out that huge divot, and my knee blew divot. up. It was a crater. It was a crater, <laughs> and my knee blew up, so I could hardly walk on it. So I had, so we had, thank God we had a subfielder. He came off, I came on. Uh, sorry, vice versa. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of overs off. You left. I came back on just before tea. My captain goes. Mm-hmm. Any chance he could bowl? I've gone, God, mate, I can hardly walk, let alone run. Anyway, I bowled 12 overs for about an hour and a half straight to end the day. <laughs> the other end running into that massive breeze. Yeah. And I reckon I've cooked my knee big time. What were you, it's still what were, bruised uh, now. What were your final figures? Uh, I, know eight, em. I know them. I know them. 18 overs, <laughs> two for 90 something. Two for 92. There you go. Yeah, it was, it was, I got a couple of junk wickets at the end of that, but I got smacked around on day one. <laughs> First oh. game back. Come That's, on, two wickets. Explain. Uh, both catches on the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, Sam Tugwell, so a tap. you get out root of the week. Oh. <laughs> we got there, Rich, as a long yarn. But, was, <laughs> but I can show you, look, I got a bruise on my knee. That's how bad I actually had it. It was blown up properly and I had to ice it for about two days. So, I actually did a good job of it. That's, so, you got to witness that crater. That, that's it. That's the that's what happened from it. Crater? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Basically I did pull scarifying it. the ground. <laughs> I know. Pulled the turf apart. Sorry, Woody South. Um, time for this. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely fast. Farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It's farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Rightio, sh- uh, straight off the bat this week is is a shout out to uh, one uh, Sam Tugwell's uh, uh, Sunday roast. Oh, yes. Uh, and, um, uh, Number one rating on a Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, well, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I listened to it on uh, Sunday purely because I was waiting for the old uh, for the um, uh, Ronella uh, cricket report. <laughs> wasn't but, it? Happen. <laughs> alas, there wasn't, uh, Jace. But uh, actually, there was at the very start of the show. You didn't listen. Yeah, to the there first was. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah there was I was. Actually. I was wanted in depth. Yeah, sorry, that but, didn't happen. But uh, no. But uh, I was listening, uh, mm. Jace, and uh, KG and Tuggers were talking about the Windies, how they got skittled mm. uh, for 55, and KG described it as this. And the best bowling performance was Adil Rashid, who's their spinner, very, yeah. very good bowler. Four for two off 2.2 overs. Oh, see, that that's, that, that, that's a farce. <laughs> He goes in. Straight in. Straight, straight on the intro. Straight well in. Well done, Cage. Straight in. Uh, so, uh, well done, Cage. But the the first one, um, so on Wednesday, the sample of... Uh Change some rules. Mm. So uh, the Crows and Port have got their way. So uh, mm. the medical substitute is in. So uh, Crows and Port, whoever's the medi sub, doesn't matter if they play the whole game. Yep. Ten yep. minutes, one minute, don't do it at all. They can play um, uh, either before or after um, the AFL game. So there's that one. And the stand rule 
is in the sample oh, contentious. next year. Mm. So I think I think the sample sort of aligning with the AFL here, which is probably good to see. But I'm going to say sample changing the rules, pass or fast. Whoa. I um I don't rate the standing rule so highly that it needs to be brought into the sample. I think that's a farce. Uh, the medical sub, I think that's all right. I don't mind that. But the, the stand rule, I'm going to give that a farce purely because the AFL has an issue with congestion and they needed to try and move the ball forward and faster and get some score. And look, it hasn't resulted to the results we thought it was going to get, but there's a reason they brought it in. The SNFL, I don't think they need it. So I see that as a farce. Yeah, I'm probably in, in your boat as well. I think it's probably a, a farce. I don't really love the rule, to be honest with you. And mm. how frustrating is it when someone accidentally steps over the yeah. mark and it's all, all of a sudden a big penalty? So, not a huge fan of it. Um, when's the AFL going to adopt the uh, the last kick out on out of bounds? Correct. Mm. Well, it's a pass. The rule changes are a pass because you can't have you know uh, Crows and Port players playing to one set of rules and then dropping back. And playing a total different set of rules, and like you know, they can if they take a mark, you know, the man on the mark in the AFL doesn't move in the sample. They can run around, smother, you get smothered, and you know, vice versa. So, I think that's why that's why it's a pass. And I think the well, the first thing I asked AC was, mm. uh, what about the last touch? Uh, you yeah. know, that's still in. I think that's going to come in to the AFL. I, I, I hope think, so. I think, I think the rules have to be the same yeah. because I, cause there's point. players, there's AFL players playing in the Sanford and Waffle and VFL and there's players playing in those competitions that want to play at the next level. So you've got to play by the same rules, surely. Yeah. Well, it makes I, sense. Yeah, there's a lot of basketball competitions and other, I mean, NFL and, and the college, like the, every different levels of other elite sports around the world, there are always different rules. And, and so it's never always the same for every competition. It, I mean, I think probably soccer is the only one that might have universal rules across just about every grade, but there aren't many sports that have exactly the same across the board. So it is a bit complex, but uh, yeah, anyway, well, it just is what it is. Pass. Pass. Anyway, sample. Um, next one. Uh, <laughs> ben Stokes, is, uh, he, he's risen like the phoenix from the ashes, uh, Ben Stokes. Good for cricket. And he's uh, said, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. For the Ashes, and uh, well, when when the Ashes squad was announced, but they were saying, "Oh, what a strong Ashes squad!" And I'm like, "Hang on, the two mm. best players aren't even in it." Like the first two you would pick, Joffre and Stokes, yeah. Archer and Stokes, not there. But Stokesy's going to be here. So with Stokesy in the English team, yes. can they take the urn back to England? Pass oh. or fast? Uh, fast. I don't think so. Ben Stokes, huge in though, mm. massive and great. And honestly, I just said before, great for cricket. I really am excited that he's coming as an Aussie, even though we fear him a little bit. I don't think he's the game changer. And even though he makes every English player a little bit stronger now that he's there, he strengthens that lineup a little bit, gives him a little bit more confidence. He was the hero of Edge, um, Edge Bass and all sort of stuff. He's he's still not enough to beat the Aussies in Australia. They haven't won a test here in ten years. Wow. That, that's an amazing stat. There have been three or four series, I think, in this last 10 years. We've, At least two. Yeah, I think three. Mm. They haven't won a test. 
wow. in that time. So we I just can't see them winning the the series here. So it's a it's a farce. It won't be enough. I like it. It, it adds intrigue to their squad and definitely you know stokes the fire. You could say breathes <laughs> oh, oh, nice. a bit of life into the ashes. But I like you, Sam. I think Australia on our home deck too strong, and and especially when you got Smithy and and um, well, Warner's Warner's in a bit of strife, but nah, uh, five nil. But on it, you know, I think yeah, five nil. Yeah, five nil. So I think yeah, I think you're right. It will be too strong from here. I was to say, farce, and to quote Glenn McGrath, it'd be 5-0. Yes. 5-zip. All right. Uh, next one, uh, our boy uh, Josh Giddy is uh, flying. Yes. In, in the, uh, have you got him in your fantasy team, Taylor? Well, no. my fantasy team's called Giddy Up. But it's not in it. But my brother's team is also called um, Getting no. Giddy With It or something, oh. and he picked him up first because yeah. he had a higher pick than me. Jeez. It's all right. I got KD, and he's scoring more points, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> Pretty sure KD might score a bit yeah, more than Josh Giddy, but uh, you see Josh Giddy try to dunk it all over Joel oh, yeah. Embiid yeah. the other day. Go Josh! But uh, what about smash? I'm not too sure about the commentary. Yeah, let's let's listen to the, some of the biased commentary from the Philadelphia and uh, NBC team. My question would be: Well, why are you still running fast breaks? I just worry about when he falls. No offense to Kitty, I could care less, but this guy, you don't want to see him fall awkwardly. He's in reference to Joel Embiid, <laughs> their big man from Philly. Yeah, so Joel Embiid went down like a sack of a tape, a bit like uh, behind square at Woody South. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he went down. Uh, but uh, 76ers commentators pass or fast. This bike can ship off. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, how piss poor is that? Like, that's so unprofessional. I couldn't care less about this 19-year-old kid who's this... If you look at him compared to Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is like, um, you know, Goliath. 7-1 and about 280 pounds. He's giant. <laughs> and then you've got, you know, little David there. He's just a mm. tiny little scrawny bag of bones in, you know, Josh Who Giddy, is 6'9". Yeah, <laughs> but he's, he doesn't look anywhere near the size. He's just been pummeled into the side of the basket. He's he's probably, like, dislocated his shoulder in the landing. Nah, I couldn't give no, a stuff about him. Just don't, just don't injure our star. Oh, come on. Nah. It's a game of basketball. It's competitive. It was like junk time too, wasn't the game Last was over? Yeah, yeah, the game was over. It's just like bizarre how how uh, biased out towards uh, <laughs> any player that isn't a superstar. But he will be a John, Josh Giddy will be a superstar He's eventually. So mature. Um, but three games. Yeah, our four, we, I think he plays fourth today. Fourth today. Yeah. Um, and you know, but it was a huge lead against Golden State. Steph Curry too. <laughs> they have the lead. Hmm? Do they have the lead? They were 12 up in the third quarter. Oh, wow, quarter. I didn't know that. Mm. Jeez. So he's going to be a superstar, but yeah, just uh, complete fast commentary. Yeah, big fast. And, jeez, uh, fair dinkum. Like, uh, junk time. It was a 10-point game with a minute and a half to go. That's not junk time in basketball these days. Probably was in the 1980s when you played, mate. <laughs> oh, fair dinkum. Oh, whack. Well, 10 points. He can score 10 points in... Well, oh, Tracy McGrady Tracy 11 McGrady. points in 35 seconds. <laughs> 13 <laughs> points in 35 seconds. So, That's Jeez. Right. Uh, fast. Yeah, fast. Big fast. The ship off, too. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, well, some, someone has to do it. <laughs> we might hear it again with the, with the last one. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, McDonald's <gasps> banning... Oh, no. ...all day breakfast. No. Pass or fast. This is one of the biggest farces of 2021. Isn't all-time worst farce? How the 
blooming hell have Maccas decided to? How have they <laughs> decided to do this and think it's going to be okay with the public? Australians are fuming. Jace, help me out here, man. Like this is just—is this not the worst thing that could happen to Australians after all that we've been through the last two years of the pandemic? I actually don't know which way this is going to go. He—he he looks like he could explode. <laughs> could explode. Fast the year. <laughs> Fast the year. <laughs> I, I want. No, I need. Need. I need. <laughs> my hash browns at four thirty in the afternoon. I need. You can get hash browns. An egg and bacon McMuffin at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> after I, you can still get hash browns. Yeah, you can still get hash browns during That's that. breakfast menu. No, everything except hash browns. Yeah. The whole breakfast menu except Fast. hash browns. Fast. Yeah, Jace oh, was on a roll disgusting. and you just bloody blew it. But I just, I, <laughs> I should be able to roll up whenever I want, whenever yeah. I feel like it, and order a little bacon egg McMuffin. It's your That's, right as an Australian. Exactly. And you can't you can't just tease it with me for years. No. And then, and then take, it, take it away all of a sudden without um, consultation. We are without, on an without, on-demand basis Without letting the public know. That's right. They're, they're loyal customers. <laughs> they had no warning to this. Uh, it's an outrage. <laughs> Fast of the year. It's up there. <laughs> Outrageous. Do I put it straight in? Absolutely you do. Not not now that I know that the hash browns are still available. Oh, you're kidding. Surely. Mate, it's straight in. It's straight in. Straight in. <laughs> and if you're training for a marathon, what, uh, I'm never there anyway. So um, still <laughs> don't, won't disgrace. affect me until Boxing Day. Mm. It will not affect the me. The problem is it will because <laughs> your, your marathon will finish after midday. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Oh, it probably won't. finish at 9 o'clock, I hope. <laughs> if I'm still going at 9.30, <laughs> gee whiz. Oh, oh fast. Well. Fair dick and Maccas. That's, that's a disgrace. That now, are they going to stop coffees too? After ten thirty, no, uh, that's McCafe. I think it's a bit different. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. How hard is it just to get some, put some muffins in the toaster? And it's the same. Don't it's ask the, me. I it's don't the work. same meat, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think it's, so. it's true. It's all yeah, the same stuff. So all you need is an egg. Yeah, no, it's all pretty. Pissed you just want. You just don't want to cook an egg. Macca's management. Get out. Get out. Ship off. All right. Well, we've just about come to the end. Jace, just before we go, yep. uh, of course, Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Any tips? Any, yeah, any, any winners? Uh, back, back the favourite. No, 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 no. I don't want the favourite. I want some juicy value. Like any, anything <laughs> you know? haven't come out yet, oh, so we'll wait and see. Far out. But, uh, anything yeah. you like? Oh, well, hopefully Hustler Hustle War comes in. The, there we uh, the go. SA horse. So if that gets in, that gets nominated, it's going to be 100 bucks to one. Have a couple of dollars Ever? on it. Oh, no, there's going to be my box trifecta. Mm, just have it yeah, each way. Just each way. It'll be paying probably in... It'll probably be paying, you know, five or six bucks a play. So Nice. Who, who won the Geelong Cup? It was a Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. Will Place. Yeah, Charlie Rose. Ooh. Gu- guarantee, Charles Barkley. Or oh, Charles Barkley. Guaranteed. <laughs> All right. Geelong Cup winner always places. It was always around the mark. Oh, it's bound to not happen. Uh, that's oh, that's oh, telling me oh, how shit. the Charles Barkley ones were. <laughs> However, if it was a Dale Fletcher one... I'll no, tell you what's going to happen. It might be a little bit yes, of a different story. Yes, yes. Yeah, we get that scratched. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. It's time for us to get going on the show. Been a pretty big one. So thanks for joining us. Good on Team Yateman for joining us a little earlier. Um, hopefully he's tip incentivized, which is everyone's uh, tip, I think. Uh, gets up and um, we will play some more of the uh, Fletch clips next week as well from his radio oh, school days can't wait yeah, cannot wait neither can I uh, have a great week everyone enjoy the weekend and the Melbourne Cup gamble responsibly we'll, ha- we'll see you next week <laughs>